that don't know me, I'm Tom, and I serve as the executive pastor here at Grace Fellowship, and it is my privilege to uh, lead us in a congregational meeting today. I uh, was bummed that we didn't have our projector for worship this morning, but, you know, we made a, a system that worked. I was also bummed because I assure you that I have, like, Pixar, DreamWorks level quality slides that none of you can see for this congregational meeting. But I assure you that they are epic and awesome, and you all would have been completely floored. But since we, want, we learned today we're supposed to focus on the majesty of Jesus rather than on my incredible slide presentation, we're just going to go with the straight-up, standard, no-slide version. It's a very holy thing I'm doing right now, I assure you. Uh, I also, uh, yesterday, uh, came down with a cold, and uh, by the end of the day, had absolutely no voice, uh, so I have a little bit of a squeaky 13-year-old teenage boy voice going on today. So we'll see what the Lord provides for us. But I want to welcome you to our first congregational meeting of 2020, and uh, we want to try to do two things today. The first is that we're going to assess how we did in our 2019 goal that we had set for the church, and we're going to also have a grand unveiling of our 2020 goal for the church. So here we go. Our 2019 goal was to uh, refresh our church vision and culture of care. That's what we were striving to do. And we set that goal because over the, the past years, we've seen that God has been growing our church in size and diversity of giftings and backgrounds and needs and even our own understanding of, of who we are uh, as a church. And thus, we believed it, that, that last year it was really critical that we uh, re-examine and reaffirmed our foundations and, and the infrastructure that we built on top of it as a church. Our aim was that every member was better cared for as we um, s- sought to serve together as a unified body. So we divided that goal, refresh our church vision and culture of care, into four key methods that we wanted to do in order to reach that goal. And so I want to evaluate how do we do it in accomplishing each of those methods. So the four methods, which I'll go over one at a time here, were to, number one, revitalize our small group ministry, which is the, uh, the, the time that we usually have right now when we get together in small groups and talk about the sermon. Number two was to equip, energize, and appreciate our volunteers, which is many of you guys. Number three was to clarify the office of elder and our shepherding roles. And number four was to review and update our church principles and policies. So let me take those one at a time and share a a few of the thoughts the elders had as we tried to process through um, how we did. So first up was to revitalize our small group ministry. And our, our finish line for this one, how we would know that we've accomplished that, is that each Sunday small group has a consistent identity and direction and leadership. And we created this method because ever since Grace Fellowship was started in 2001, we have had small groups after the sermon as just a regular part of the worship service. And we really do think of them not as a separate thing, but as part of the worship service with bagels in the middle. Uh, and they, they were a place to provide, um, uh, they provided a place to discuss the sermon, to ask questions, to uh, apply the sermon to our lives, also to get to know one another a little bit better. But we realized, uh, at the beginning of last year, that uh, we'd failed to offer the oversight and direction uh, that we really wanted to for small groups. And 
whenever you stop offering leadership and oversight over anything for a long enough period of time, it starts to lose some focus and loses some of the energy behind it. And we, we were seeing that with our small groups. And so we set this goal of, um, or the, this method of revitalizing our small group ministry in the hopes of fixing that. So how'd we do? Well, uh, we would say that we made good progress, but we're not quite there yet. Or early in, excuse me, early in 2019, we had some really good discussions as elders and with a number of you about whether small groups were still the best fit for our church during this season of, of, of the growth of Grace Fellowship. And that would be as opposed to, for example, an adult Sunday school where we could teach on some topics. Um, we have, we had a number of uh, new believers in the church, for example, and we realized, oh, maybe, maybe there would be opportunity to uh, share uh, other types of things. Uh, what we learned as we talked about that was that many of you really, really love the small groups. And that is your, you know, that is something you look forward to every week where others were saying, yeah, I don't get as much out of them. So, uh, we, we are still having those conversations. In fact, we're going to be continuing discussing whether, uh, we want to change things or modify things here in 2020, because we really do feel like there's, there's probably a couple different things that we could be doing. So we, we decided last year not to make a major change to small groups, but probably some, at least minor changes are still coming. Some things we did do last year, probably the most useful thing, was that uh, we started giving small group leaders a heads up about what the sermon was going to be about, the text, the kind of outline, the main point of the sermon, and even small group questions uh, giving that to them a few days early so that they didn't just show up, sit down and say, well, time for me to start thinking about it at the same time as everyone else. We've gotten good feedback on that. Uh, perhaps the biggest step that we took was that uh, Dan Miller, who uh, gave our sermon today, has also become our small group czar. Uh, so he is, he is now, uh, for the first time in many years, we actually have someone who is in charge of figuring out small groups. We just didn't have that before. And Dan has already been working to organize and improve the way that we do small groups for all of us, both leaders, uh, small group leaders and the small group attendees alike. So we're really grateful for Dan's help with that, and we look forward to seeing more changes coming over the next year. So partial, partial goal meeting on that one. Our second method, and excuse me while I pop a cough drop here, um, is to equip, energize, and appreciate our volunteers. Okay, And our finish line for this one was that our volunteers report an increase in feeling equipped, energized, and appreciated. Now, this was really important to us because most of our church, most of you sitting here right now, count as volunteers. You are serving regularly in the church in some capacity or another. And that's really, truly astounding. You know, there's an, the old adage that, that 20% of the people in a given group or church do 80% of the work. And that's simply not true here at Grace Fellowship. And that is really special. That's pretty amazing. And um, I know that at least when I've talked to other church leaders and other churches, when I tell them about the, you know, they, they say, oh, how many volunteers do you have serving regularly? And I hold up our church photo. I'm like, about this many. <laughs> and, and they're like, well, surely you're kidding. I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, so we want to make sure that we're really caring well for all of you to keep you energized and equipped in your service. So what we did, um, we, we, we kind of had this sense that that there really was more that we could be doing. We'd heard about a few areas where people were feeling not fully equipped, not fully supported in their roles. So we sent out a survey. 
uh, early on in 2019 to find out where is our starting point? How are we doing? And uh, some of you even saw that we uh, just yesterday, I believe, Reese sent out kind of a follow-up survey to, to find out how did, we, how did we improve over the year. So we don't have all those results yet. But honestly, it was extremely humbling and encouraging to read in that initial survey that the vast majority of you reported you already felt very equipped and very supported and very encouraged um, and appreciated. And we, we honestly, at least I honestly, had not expected that. I thought there would have been um, maybe some, some areas where we really needed to, to dive in a bit more. And to be sure, there were a few of you who reported, and we appreciated your honesty and reaching out and saying, yeah, you know, in th- this, this particular area has been hard for me. Or I don't feel appreciated. I maybe feel overlooked. And so uh, a few of us reached out individually to those of you who reported uh, needing help in those areas. And at least anecdotally, <laughs> we have heard um, more positive response, more feeling supported by those who had reported that they weren't feeling that way. So uh, I do encourage you to fill out the survey that Reese just sent out yesterday. Uh, that should have gone out to everyone who filled out the survey the first time and report honestly. Uh, we don't want to just say, yay, we made everything better if we really didn't. Uh, we we want to continue to equip and encourage and appreciate all of you who are serving so very faithfully. So hopefully we'll uh, be able to report a little bit more detail on that in the next week or two as you guys fill out the survey. But again, anecdotally, we were very encouraged and, and it seems like Um, we hit that mark. Uh, Okay, so our third key method was to clarify the office of elder and shepherding roles. And we had two finish lines for this one, two ways that we would know that we've done it. The first is that we would have a written philosophy of eldership comparable to the 2018 deacon write-up that we made a year prior. And this way, both the elders and all of you would know what what are elders at Grace Fellowship to be and to do. The second finish line was that we have clearly established shepherding relationships between the individual leaders and the members of the church. And that we, we set that because as our church has grown, it used to be that if you came to Grace Fellowship, every elder would know you and you would kind of get to know every elder. That's just become harder and harder. And uh, the, the, I think the elders realized we don't, we, we can't know every member the way that we used to and the way we want to. But it matters a lot to us that we are not overlooking any of our members. You know, it matters a lot to Jesus. We are explicitly told that we're going to need to give an account for your souls. So um, this is a really important thing for us. How did we do? By God's grace, to the best of our uh, understanding, we do believe we've accomplished both of those finish lines. In particular, we wrote up an elder document we, uh, about here's what the elders should be and do. We sent it to the church for feedback. You guys gave us great feedback. We made some changes, and that is now available to read anytime on our members' website. You can go check it out. And if at any point you feel like you guys really aren't doing this or you need to be doing more of this, it's right there, and we, we want that kind of accountability. Also, the elders divided up the church membership among us, among the five of us. And each of you who are members here should know exactly who your point elder is. And if you don't, please come talk to me and let me know. <laughs> it might be me and maybe I did something wrong. Um, but, I, but, but at least I know for some of you, not only do you know who your point elder is, but you've actually gotten to get some uh, one-on-one or, or two-on-one time with uh, your point elder 
in order for them to just hear how you're doing spiritually and to be able to bring your cares and concerns for the church back to the elders so that we can continue to make sure that we're doing all we can to care well for you. Personally, I have really enjoyed those meetings that I've gotten to have so far. You guys are really awesome, and God is doing incredible work among you. So I look forward to continuing to uh, spend that time uh, getting to know those in my group. And I know I can speak on behalf of all the elders in that way. All right, so um, just one more, one more key method to evaluate. And that is that we wanted to review and update our church principles and policies. The finish line for that one was unsurprising. The elders have approved revised principles and policies. Uh, so the idea here is that Grace Fellowship Church has been, uh, had been, is in existence for about 18 years. And while we've made changes here and there to updating our various policies, it seemed that, that last year was a really good year to just kind of look over every one of those policies from, from top to bottom and, uh, and do a complete review and update to just make sure that we really um, that, that our policies aren't just these things we say we are, but they're actually who we are and we're actually doing them and, and following through. We certainly didn't want to change who we are, but we did want to update our principles and policies to better reflect who we are. So how do we do? Well, as, as with some of these other ones, I would say it was mostly accomplished. We ended up um, actually doing away with our principles, uh, and we reformed them into our distinctives, Similar idea, uh, which we summarized in this way. Grace Fellowship Church is a biblically committed, Christ-exalting, relationally-oriented, discipleship-minded, locally-based global mission. And you can see all the details about what we we mean by all those things on our public website. And while they're not perfect, I'm I'm really pleased with what we came up with. Uh, Again, with your help, we wrote up a draft uh, and... Now, we actually have a couple of drafts, and then we send it to you, and you guys give us really great feedback. In fact, so much good feedback that we couldn't incorporate all of it uh, into our, our new distinctives, but uh, there's, we're still mulling over there, those. There's probably some areas that uh, you guys pointed out are distinctive of Grace Fellowship that we're like, huh, we hadn't even really thought about that too much. So uh, further revisions may be coming, but uh, it, it's just really encouraging to be able to have these on our website and say, this, these things really are true of Grace Fellowship, and we want to be uh, refining those and growing in those all the more. Oh, yes, and beyond the the, uh, the principles or distinctives themselves, we had a bunch of other policies and such to update as well. And that's where uh, we we frankly fell a bit short of what I'd hoped for. Uh, In particular, uh, Grace Fellowship has about 16 policies of various sorts, which is not a, a ton, for better or for worse, uh, of those, about eight of them were updated in 2019. We got to about half of them, but the other eight were not updated. Now, two of those that weren't updated were brand new. They're actually things that our insurance company said, hey, you need to have these new policies. And we're like, oh, okay. So, you know, it's not fair that they keep moving the target on us, right? Uh, so there's still a, a bit more to do there. There's a few things we want to review. We want to run it by you, uh, you guys, especially in particular areas of, of the ministries we have here. So there were major steps forward in accomplishing that goal, but there's still more to do, and we'll continue working on that this year. In fact, uh, I think probably a good summary of our whole 2019 goal is very similar, that uh, as we sought to refresh our church vision and culture of care, we made major steps forward, but there's still more to do. 
So here's a humbling question that the elders asked ourselves. Why did we only get partway there? Because while I don't think uh, I don't think any of us would say we utterly failed at this goal, we also didn't do as well as we have in previous years. So was this year just busier for us, or did something really big happen and take up all of our time? No, or maybe there's something else. As we pondered that, something struck us. Without intending to, we had made the 2019 goal an elder goal. That is, what we, what we really want to do was have these goals be church-wide goals. And perhaps in our eagerness for the things that we, we did put into our 2019 goal, I think we missed that. And it's possible that some of you guys felt that too. Some of you might have wondered, but how can I help with this? How can I help to revitalize our small group ministry or to clarify the office and elder of elder and shepherding roles or things like that? And, um, and, and honestly, some of you might not have thought about the goal at all. Because you really didn't have to. There, there often weren't particular parts that you were playing in that. And that was simply an oversight on our part. And all we can say is, whoops, um, we're still fairly new at setting these church-wide goals. And uh, like all of us, the elders need a lot of grace. Regardless, we realized that we had made a sizable oversight in that. And so we've committed ourselves to not making that same mistake again. When we set a goal, like the one we're, we're about to talk about, We don't want it to just be something that the elders are working on. We want it something that the whole church is taking part in and and see this as a church-wide goal. So, that leads me to the big question. What is the most important thing for Grace Fellowship Church to do in 2020? Yes, all of us, not just the elders. The elders spent a lot of time thinking and praying about that. And then a couple weeks ago, we had an all-day meeting in which we asked ourselves that very question. And here's what we came up with for all of us. We want to lay the foundation for a loving culture of multiplying disciples. Lay the foundation for a loving culture of multiplying disciples. That is, over the last few years, we've made great progress in better organizing the work of the church. But now we believe it's time for us to refocus our attention on the more um, organic life of our congregational community. Uh, And Jesus left us with a clear commission, uh, two of them, many of them, but in particular, uh, to multiply disciples, such as in the end of Matthew 28, and to love one another, such as in John 13. And that's, that's something that all of us can do. In fact, it's something that all of us must do. It's a critical part of what it means to be Christ's disciples. Now, we recognize that even with all of us working together on this goal of, of of developing this loving culture of multiplying disciples, we can't fully accomplish this goal in one year. So we will give our attention in 2020 to laying the necessary foundation in order to develop this loving uh, culture of multiplying disciples. Now, in the past, we've always created these these key methods, these kind of uh, functional sub-goals to kind of define what we mean by them. And each one of those had its own finish line, which went over the ones for 2019 to help us know if we've accomplished the major goal. But this year we're doing something a little different. Instead of having sub-goals, each with their own finish line, we so very much want all of us to focus on this one major goal that we're simply not going to have sub-goals. So this is it. This is the, the one thing we're going to have. 
to, to lay the foundation for a loving culture of multiplying disciples. That's it. Now, at the same time, we realized that that could seem perhaps too nebulous. So we still wanted to have clear finish lines so that we can evaluate at the end of 2020 how we did. So we actually have four finish lines to tell us here is what we mean by this. So our first finish line starts at the top. Our elders are modeling loving discipleship with one another. In short, if our elders are not doing this one another, with one another, how could we be asking all of you to do it? Now, the elders generally only meet together once a month for just a couple hours. So developing this loving culture of multiplying disciples among one another will not be easy. That's not a lot of time. But we also know that for some of you out there, a couple hours once a month is all the time you have available too. But we believe that even in that short time, this can be done by God's grace. And we want to be examples to our flock worthy for you to imitate. That's scary, but that's our job description. We know because we just wrote it up last year. So that's the first finish line. A second finish line is that members understand the vision for genuine care and purposeful discipleship. That is, we must always understand why we do what we do. And we must be sure to pass that vision along to every disciple made, whether that's in new believers or mature believers or our children or anywhere else. If we don't, if the vision is assumed or if it is unclear, then we're just one generation away from utter failure. That is, if new disciples we make are simply doing religious things, but missing the centrality of Jesus Christ and of his gospel and of his mission or of other core aspects of the Christian faith, then as Jesus himself put it, we become blind guides who make new converts into twice the sons of hell that we are. Those are his words. And that's terrifying. And we must avoid that. So that's why we want to make sure that you all understand this vision of genuine care and purposeful discipleship. So we'll be spending time focusing on that. At the same time, we can't settle with only understanding the vision because just knowing the vision is not enough. So we're also going to have a finish line that say our members must be equipped for the work of multiplying disciples, both informal, but, let me say it carefully, both informal and in informal ways. So a vision is great, until you're standing around, let's say on a Sunday afternoon, all pumped up to make disciples, and you suddenly realize you have no idea what to do. So the elders want to equip you with those practicals, and, and you will be equipping one another with those practicals as well. And sometimes this will be formal, such as through things like upfront teaching from the Bible, or in making plans and setting goals and following up and things like that. And sometimes it will be more informal, such as through conversations in small groups or talking over coffee, or in dozens of other God-ordained opportunities that he provides. So that's the equipping portion. And then, because each of you would understand the vision, and are then equipped with, the, uh, with, with practicals for doing it, and you've been watching the elders model it, our final, our fourth uh, end goal, our finish line, is that, uh, says this, members are living out Christ's mission to make disciples. That is, you're actually doing it. Uh, and, and for some of you, you're already doing it. And this will simply be 
uh, a refinement, uh, an, imp- an improvement over what you're already doing. For, the, for others of you, that probably sounds impossible. Like you've never mentored anyone. You've perhaps never shared your faith with anyone. Or perhaps you've tried and it didn't work and you're not really excited to try again. I understand. The elders understand. We, we, every one of us has been there. You, but you don't need to be a charismatic extrovert to make disciples. You don't need a theology degree. You don't need to be a vocational minister. You don't need a working projector. And you don't need to have a voice that is operating functionally. Uh, all you need is a sincere faith, a small dose of humility, and a willingness to try. And I know this church well enough to know that you guys already have these traits and in abundance. And so I, I can't wait to see what God does through you, through all of us together working on this goal. Now, as I said before, we're not expecting utter transformation in a day or a month or even this year. But we're laying the foundations this year. And we're going to build on that foundation in the coming years. So that's our goal. Our, our members' website will soon reflect this because uh, you couldn't see it up on the screen. So you're probably it's probably kind of swimming around in there and it sounds a little um, unrefined or nebulous. So you can look at our members' website and see it all in one place. And uh, we'll be working... Uh, on this goal and sharing more detail about what it's all going to look like over the coming months. And in the meantime, would you please join us in praying, asking God to prepare you and to use you and all of us together in accomplishing this goal? Because after all, while this is a particular goal that the elders developed for this one year at Grace Fellowship Church, it is ultimately, we believe, about Christ's goal, about his grand mission of multiplying disciples, filling the earth, with men and women made in his image. It's a grand and glorious and even majestic goal, one we believe is worthy of the amazing God we serve. So um, let me pray to close our time, and then uh, the, the elders are all here. If you want to offer us feedback or ask questions or whatever, um, you can certainly do that informally, and then we can go rescue our child care workers. Please pray with me. God, we are so grateful for this church. We're grateful that uh, even in our weaknesses, even when things break, whether our bodies or technology, that our hope is not in those things. And we know that uh, we don't need to rely on on those things, but rather we can rely on the grace of a God who cares way more about this mission of making disciples than we ever could, even on our very best days. God, you've called us to this. You've promised to be with us to the end of the age. You've given us uh, the tools we need in one another and in an incredible uh, gift of of wisdom of men who have gone before us, who have written books and and thought through these things and developed methods. and, uh, and, And there's just so much vast, so many vast resources out there for us to learn from. But ultimately, God, we know that it's going to be each and every one of us, by faith, taking a small step to honor you and tell others about you. God, we pray that um, even though it's, it's right now just February, we pray that by the time uh, we examine the results at the end of this year, that we would see that you really have helped us to lay a foundation for a loving culture of multiplying disciples and that uh, disciples are being made. Not disciples of us. It's not about Grace Fellowship Church. It's about you 
and your majesty and your power. We ask that you would do this uh, and, and that uh, you would encourage us along the way. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.